0: Hi there, I'm Lorraine. And I'm Rosie. And it's so good to have your company for the latest episode of What If? And today we are joined by the head judge on Strictly Come Dancing. She has been dancing herself since she was she was tiny. Shirley Ballas, it's so good to see you. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. And it's great to see both of you. <laughs> um, we wanted to kick things off by asking about um, what if you hadn't found the love of dance? Well, if I hadn't have found the love of dance, I
2: probably would have gone into something in stage work um, and and even possibly into a sport because I used to volunteer for every single thing. So my mum said I was pretty good at everything that I did because I worked hard. It's just that I did find dancing. But if I hadn't found it, I would have loved to have gone on the stage or perhaps would have pursued that career.
0: So it would have been something like that. It would have been. It would have been that thing. What age were you when you actually started, like seriously dancing? Because I know as toddlers, I me and Rosie, I sent you to ballet classes, and, and you were great. I, mm, you were fa- no, you were good. Mm, you were good. You jumped. Around. I remember
1: something. Um, I stubbed my toe or something, and I had to. Like I was crying a lot, and then I had to not be in the class anymore. Oh! And they gave me a video of ballet dancing, and I had to watch it for a week because I couldn't go to class.
0: Oh, well, that'd be great—a video of ballet dancing. I think that's—I think that's wonderful. But when did you start, Shirley, properly dancing?
2: Well, I started with the ballet and tap at age two, and in matter of fact, my my mum is just about to move in with me, and we found the ballet shoes.
0: Oh! So we have
2: got the shoes from when I was two. And then Boreham and Latin from when I was seven. And the only wow. break I ever took from the Boreham and Latin was when I had my son. Um, yeah, that's the only break I ever took. I w- I've always been in the industry. I just love it. I love music. I love the people. I love the atmosphere. I love the dancing. But also anything in the arts. My son's been on Broadway. I love, And my boyfriend, of course, is an actor. I love anything in the arts where you get an opportunity to perform.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. See, Rosie had her ballet lessons. I, believe it or not, went to to, to ballet. I, I glumped through it. I loved it. Of course I did. But you, I mean, you had that drive and that... It's it's the work you've got to put in, Shirley, because I know you know. You mentioned there about... Um, I know your boyfriend's a, a, an actor, and of course you can act, you can sing and, and dance, but dancing is the hardest by a mile.
2: I think anything that you do is difficult if you want to be the top actor if you want to be the top singer if you want to be on Broadway the West End dancer it's all about the work ethic and the passion because um, many of you know my son also was in Borum and Latin but it was my passion it wasn't his and I used to push him to do it and he did it and he was extremely successful but primarily he was a musician I'd never had to push him in that area because that is where his heart lay. That was his passion. So he did that without any push. And I always felt a little bit in the Boreham and Latin act to give him a bit of a, you know,
0: keep it moving, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great to have to have that backup that you that you gave. The thing is, what shines through anytime I read anything about you or anytime time you've spoken is that work ethic, you know? And, and I think, did that come from your mum?
2: I believe that I was constantly surrounded by my mother having to work hard as a single parent to raise two children on a housing estate where nobody had any money. And I watched her strive and I watched her work and whatever she could do, she would do to help my brother and myself. And I think that was just instilled in me. And even now at 61, I I do burn the candle at both ends. I did promise after lockdown I wasn't going to do that, but it is proving rather difficult because I want to be in my own industry. We're running up to the Royal Albert Hall Championships now, first time in three years. Some couples are coming over, so it's very exciting. And then, of course, we've got Strictly. So I'm really trying to, I'm treading a fine line. But the work ethic side of me says, yes, you can fit it all in. Don't be an old lady, Shirley. Get with
0: the programme. I know, there's so much, so much going on in, in your life, I guess. But mm. um, t- but to go back a bit.
1: Yeah, what do you think was your big break?
2: Oh, for sure. My big break was at 17... 70- oh, there's my mum. Hi, mummy. Hi! <laughs> Hi, mama. My big break was definitely when I was 17 years old and got the opportunity to dance with a gentleman called Sammy Stopford. And I was in the first or second round of the amateur Latin, and he was ranked seventh in the world as a professional. And when we got together, the duo together, the chemistry, the magic, we shot straight into third place as professionals. And they called us, well, we, and then we ended up getting married, they called us the non-stop Stopfords.
0: The non-stop <laughs> Stopfords, I, I, I love that.
2: And I would say that
0: was my lucky break into the Latin American field. And the thing is, you just, if you get that other person, you know, it's a bit like Torval and Dean, you know, on their own, of course they're brilliant, of course they are, but together it's magic.
2: Well, I think that it's the same in anything, because in a marriage, it can be in the workplace and it can be in my industry. You definitely have to find that mate that you're compatible with for dancing. So it's important I'm
0: sorry, Mum, but we No, it's fine. Mum is making a cup of tea as only mothers can and I think that's lovely. Are you all I right? I think that's Mom? wonderful.
2: So we can hear you clinking.
0: No, it's fine. Is Let it all right? T- Listen, she's making you a cup of tea. This is great. She's having you a bowl up. of stew actually, Lorraine. <laughs> Your mum's looking after you.
1: I think that's very I think that's very good. We like that a lot. Um, and when you were first competing, I don't know what it's like now, if there's a difference, but were female dancers treated differently to, to male dancers?
2: <laughs> Ooh. Um, I would probably say yes. I would probably say yes. I felt always that the man was the strength. I can only talk about my own experience dancing with Sammy. He was very much in control. He was the boss. His opinion counted. Um, Nobody ever really asked me how I felt, although I was much of a lower level than him. But as I went through my industry, I have, you know, endured bullying and I have endured uh, male chauvinism, all sorts of things like that that go on in the industry. So I wouldn't Mm. say it's it's not for the weak hearted, put it that way. And if you don't stand firm as a female inside the industry, you will get gobbled up and spat out. That's the best way I can say it.
0: Yeah, that's that says it all. Surely, it really does. And that that takes an awful lot for you to just continue. You know that have to to have that purpose and you know sense of purpose to, to do that and actually it's it's you and people like you that make it slightly easier for everyone coming behind.
2: I think well we give people hope you know and I think all the time my mother was always there she never gave up on any project she ever did whether she won lose or draw whether you know it was successful or not but she never gave up and I think that's what she instilled in me mm. and, and I had two difficult marriages I danced with both partners uh, yeah, it was difficult. But I, you know what, Lorraine? I, I'm going to get emotional. But at 61, I'm so proud as a female to still be standing here in an industry that is male dominated because I love my industry. And I think it was just beautiful that the BBC gave me an opportunity at 57 to be able to ad- do a job that I was definitely qualified for when it came to critiquing dancing, but maybe not when it came to TV. I was not used to TV like your daughter now is getting used to interviewing at a young age and this. And that. I never had that opportunity. So it really was. I was a winging a lot of it. I mean, now over four years, it's definitely getting better. But that opportunity at 57 should give hope to anybody who thinks they're over the hill at 40 or people make you feel, you know, you should just be a woman who's birthing babies or you should be at home. I believe that you can do both. Can it be difficult? Absolutely. But if you've got a passion where there's a will, there's a way. And I think I found that way. And it was not easy. I'm I'm, Mm. I'm not going to lie. It's not been Mm. an easy journey.
0: And I can imagine with with Strictly, is such a huge, enormous show. I mean, everybody loves it. Yeah. They really do. And it is joyful. It's utterly joyful. But when you're thrown into that right away, and of course you've got all the experience of, of being a dancer, of judging, being a judge and very highly respected in your industry, but you're thrown onto something like that and it's pretty tough because it's you you you're out there aren't you and you, and and it's kind of like it's a big razzmatazz. and and that's quite that's quite difficult to deal with were you a bundle of nerves because you didn't look it but do you think that there was a, a lot of nerves there on the first day
2: on the first day my legs were shaking
0: my <laughs> high heels
2: and my feet were wobbling the sweat was pouring down my back Some people maybe perhaps find it challenging to critique the couples. That part was easy for me. Walking Mm. on, hitting your space, making sure that you were critiquing within 15 seconds, making sure you were pressing all the buttons. For the first couple of weeks, I, I thought to myself, gosh, Shirley, come on, get your act together. Surely this can't be so difficult. But it just takes a minute to get used to things. It takes a minute. But still, grateful for the opportunity, for sure. I pinch myself even now each year that I get I asked back. I never take it for granted. Other people say to me, oh, you don't need to teach. You don't need to do this and that. But I do. I need to stay in my own industry because you never know when that lovely bubble is going to end. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now
2: it's lovely and I pinch myself and I'm grateful and full of gratitude. And it's one hell of a ride for
1: sure. <laughs> but I also keep up my own work just in case. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about what would, what life would have been like if you hadn't joined the show, what you'd be doing? To be fair, I would have known no different. So mm-hmm. I would have still been travelling the world,
2: I still would be teaching all the couples and going to different venues and events all over the world. There isn't a country I haven't been to. And I have had the most spectacular time, sometimes in Japan and the Great China Wall, and you name it, I've done it. So I wouldn't have known any different. But if you took it off me today, I would be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> because I've tasted that side and I and I love it I love the journey of all the couples on the show I love my colleagues I love my own personal management team you know so I really feel blessed mm. It it is a blessing for sure
0: and when you watch it as a viewer um what I love is somebody like her Ranveer my friend Ranveer Singh who had never danced not really you know she'd done a bit she'd wiggled about at weddings and whatnot as we all do and there she was, and she was brilliant. She went from a standing start to being a proper, real dancer. And for me, that's what I love. I mean, it's great to have people on who, who can dance and who are wonderful and it's great to watch them. But it's it's what a, it's what an overused word, isn't it? The journey. But it's true. It's <laughs> absolutely true, isn't it, Rosie? I, okay. I think so. And I love to see that. And I love to see people gaining in confidence and in sheer Joy.
2: Well, if you take Ramveer, like you said, she started off as a beginner. I mean, it broke my heart when she had to go home, you know, but she yeah. did so well. She was a superstar. She represented that person who started from scratch and then got to where she got. And then, of course, it's all about again, the journey, it's all about people's past, their lives, what they're willing to share. Do the audience at home love you? I mean, don't ever please think it's all about talent, because the judges, we can give you a guide, but the audience at home, you are the ones voting. So you vote not only on the dancing, but you vote on the improvement, and you vote on Mm -hmm. their, you know, their story and things that have happened throughout their life that they're willing to share, and, and you fall in love with these characters, and that's what makes it just that bit more difficult to send them hell
0: mm. yeah, that's always the sad bit i know but you have to do it you have to do it you should do it ma'am not in a <laughs> million years oh surely i'd be terrible you know how you always have well not always but sometimes you've got a sort of like if you like a comedy act Um who are you they're trying pretty hard and sometimes they surprise you because i thought a lot of people thought bill bailey would be like that turns out he's brilliant completely and I said it wasn't to come at all in any way shape or form you know are you get are you get Ed Balls or someone? you'd be Ed Balls I would be no Ed Balls Ed Balls improved and Ed Balls was funny I would just be <laughs> dreadful dreadful and a bag of nerves. but I, you don't I'd know take,
2: that Lorraine you oh, I do I you do. don't know that listen
0: Shirley Anton Beck came on the show, and I said to him, "Oh, lovely Anton, I love him." I said, "Anton, can you teach anyone to dance?" And he said, "Yes." Um, and then he said, "Get you know, stand up, stand up," and he sort of you know assumed the position, kind of thing. I can't do it very well. And he said, "Dancing with me was like dancing with a wardrobe," and he was <laughs> right. In fact, he was being he was being kind, Rosie. He was being kind. Mm. He really was. Isn't it great? He's a judge. I, 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 he's so happy to be there. It's lovely.
2: It's amazing. I've known Anton Debeck for over thirty years, and we've been in the same studio together I've watched him grow and I knew in his heart that this was a dream of his to be on for a full series so you know when he got it my heart was pitter-pattering for him and and even on some interviews that we've done together I look at his face and he's like yes you know (laughs) he's very very excited it's going to be exciting to have him sat next to me for sure
0: it will, and he's very good because he he's coming at it from a different perspective in a way because he's been there on the show and knows you know knows what it's like. So he he brings that extra aspect to you. It's just we love it, don't we? Mm. It's just a great show to to watch and to. To revel in, but you know, you sitting there being able to talk in the way that you do and to make you know really, really sort of technical um, points, but in a way that we can all understand—that's backed up by decades of of you grafting, isn't it?
2: Decades. I was qualified uh, as an adjudicator when I was uh, seventeen. In the technique, at least, wow. I I understood. You know, we have five technique books, one on each dance. You have to know all the steps, all the footwork, and I found that part really interesting. But it is, like you said, it's putting it in a way that the layman can understand what you're saying. Because I think on the first series, I got carried away with myself a bit, and then when I played it back, my mother was like, "What are you talking about, darling? What are, <laughs> what, what is your fregolina and farol and step thirty-three of it? You know?" So.
0: <laughs> it was funny But we like that though, surely, Because it, it means that we Because we then can say these things As if we know what we're talking about I think we quite like that You know, it's like when you watch Let like, it be a football match Or a sport that you don't know anything about um, And then you sort of think Oh, I've got an insider's An insider's look into this Which is, which is great No, it's really good It is quite like a sport though, isn't it? It is, well, it's harder than a sport, I think, in a way, because mm. you've got to do it with grace, elegance and, and all of that. And, and musicality, that's a word that I learned on Strictly, musicality. Without without <laughs>
2: musicality, you're doomed.
0: Ah, uh, You've got to have musicality. You have to in have music
2: single. running through your body. Your body is the instrument and your ears are listening and that's to absorb in the body and then show your rhythm and everything else that it comes with it. So it's your beautiful. body is your musical
0: instrument. about your marriages and you know that thing of living with someone and working with someone well you've done that well yeah I have what with dad yeah, yeah but well it was slightly different we weren't dancing
1: you no, know we, but we you was were just, working
0: together yeah I was just filming me but we still had kind of like that you know we still had our own lives in a sense I mean mm. I, I always think it, it must be hard Shirley to you know to be with somebody all the time and then and then to be working with them as well was that, was that tough? Did you find that difficult? You couldn't find a word. Tough is just too mellow.
2: <laughs> it was excruciatingly painful, that's all I can say. Mm. Because you're physically touching, you know, you have different connections through the hands, through the body. And when two people aren't moving on the same page, it can cause friction. You know, so if our instruments aren't, you know, together in one mm. musical harmony, it definitely caused friction. I personally found it very, very difficult with both husbands. And my second one, of course, we had a son. We were travelling all over the world. I won in 1983. I came back with another partner in 84 and made the second round. So it was a very difficult journey back up to the top, carrying a little boy everywhere with me. So, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough industry. It's much better to have a boyfriend like Danny who's not in the ballroom and Latin world, but still in the
0: arts. Mm. Yeah, so he understands. And you're teaching him? I have yes. taught him. Yes. I know, which is good. You can do a little cha-cha-cha, darling, a little summer <laughs> walk
2: and a little swing with that tush.
0: <laughs> in, in a way as well, I think, do you not dance better if you know somebody, shall be sue, intimately? That your, your body, when it's, see, that's the thing, when it's going well, it's going well, isn't it? But when it's not, when you've had a wee fight or you're not getting on so well, then it's hard. I,
2: you know, when you look at the people on Strictly, look how well they. You do need chemistry. You do need a yeah. bonding, you know. But it doesn't need that intimate thing. Um, I sometimes wished I didn't have it with my husbands, and that we were just right. partners, and he could go home to his house, and I could go to mine. <laughs> it's di- it's more difficult when you you have an intimate relationship, it's much easier if it's two separate things. That's why we see so many great performances on Strictly. They have
1: chemistry and, of course, the press love that, don't they? I was going to say, can you tell that they're up to no good? I want to ask you a question. Can you tell? (laughs) I think I... Well,
0: there are times when you're like, oh, come on. Oh, they're definitely at it. Yeah. Sometimes you think that. But then, no, they're just really good at acting. Really Mm. good at acting it out. yeah. It's fascinating that that's what, that's just uh, you know an, an extra added bonus to the show. You know that everybody sort of wants to wants to find out what everybody's doing and the silly the silly curse, which is the most stupidest thing that ever was, because it's not it's not a curse. You know, if you meet somebody and you love them, that that's surely not the exact exact opposite, really.
2: Gorka met his beautiful partner, didn't he? And they fell in love, and oh, they have a baby, indeed. and two single people great. coming from a good place. I mean things happen you know.
0: Now look you mentioned your son your lovely son Mark who is having the most extraordinary career and I mean I can see you smiling you're a very proud (laughs) mum.
2: Well I haven't seen him for you know unlike you see your beautiful daughter I haven't seen my son be two years this Christmas and I don't think I'll get to see him until next year because his wife has a immune disorder so she hasn't yet taken the jab he's taken it. So I'm going to go and visit them. But yes, he has, of course. He doesn't like me to talk about his dancing, but he started in dance, but was always a musician from a very, very young age. And then, you know, dancing with the stars and from there to Broadway, playing Frankie Valli and Jersey Boys and... Uh, Charlie Price in Kinky Boots and all the other stage shows that he's done and now he's a band with his beautiful wife BC who wrote the song "If I Were a Boy for Beyonce and so many other great hits so they're a music duo Alexander Jean and they are it's just fabulous I you know what I love to watch young people do what their heart tells them is right for them. I think that's what I've learned late in life as a mother. I think I was a little bit pushy when it came to the dancing for the reason of I thought if I kept him busy all through his teenage years, <laughs> he wouldn't get into trouble. <laughs> and he didn't. And, 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 then, and it worked. But when I look back, I should have perhaps pushed a little bit more in certain areas. But you know what? He got there and he got there because he was passionate, because he had a dream and because that's what he wanted. And his work ethic is probably even better than mine. Yeah.
0: Wonder where he got that from. (laughs) <laughs> mm. but it is it's true. but what a shame you've not seen them for such a long time I mean obviously a lot of us are in that same position but it is just very sad you know that you that you can't and of course you've got to keep yourself healthy for the show you know you've got to keep yourself well and, and safe and you know Covid free and all these things you know you have to
2: Well I just had my birthday so I'm going to share this with you and he sent me along with his wife and the Hendricks their dog the most beautiful bouquet of flowers but it was the card that he sent me when he was a little boy he used to rub my cheek and he'd go nice mummy nice mummy and then he put on the card just imagine I'm there nice so you know I just went back Aww. to though I'm at all emotional Ooh. I, I went back to that moment you know I mean it may seem silly but it means a lot to him and I were very 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 close but his card was just it was beautiful that will carry me through another few months for sure
0: Oh, that's great, mm. isn't it? It's really good. And you know, as you're proud of your son, your mum, your lovely wee mum, who's with you just now, um, must be incredibly proud of you. Um, I mean, I mean, I know she, she had to work so very hard bringing you and and your brother up on her own. Um, but she, but now she must think, wow, this is great. So it was all worth it. You know, all of those dance classes and. You know, it, it was worth it, of course it was.
2: I just loved what she wrote in my book, you know, all through sending me through dance, she used to say, you keep working hard, I'll do my best to support you, you know, as long as you're working hard. And she wrote in my book, because some of her friends said, oh, you're wasting your money, Audrey, blah, 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 she'll never amount to this, that and the other, whatever. And she just put, well, I guess I backed the right horse. And I thought that was absolutely <laughs> lovely, because from the youngest of ages, I can only remember my mother being encouraging, encouraging and even i think she was quite shocked that i would constantly go to the dancing i loved it i loved it i loved it and i can't be without it it's you know it's it's my go to place it's my everything mm-hmm. but she is my rock and i love it when she's here she's as tough as a hobnail boot mind you you know to, <laughs> you would think sometimes i'm still a teenager you uh-huh. know <laughs> but uh, yeah we have a great relationship we get on extremely well
0: it's oh, nice. It is. We got on well. We do, we do. I mean, it's that thing though, I'm your mum, not your pal. Mm. And I think that's really good as well. And I'm sure you're the same with, with your son, Shirley. You got on incredibly well with them, but you know, you'd like to think that your children tell you everything, but they don't.
2: No, they don't. Not at all. And I like what you just said. At the end of the day, I'm Mark's mum. She's your mum. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we can be friends. We can have that friendly thing. But but let's not forget at the end of the day until you're able to earn your own living and go out on your own. We're in charge. (laughs) (laughs) And we have curfews and we have rules and it's respect that people stick to them. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, mm. no, absolutely. You were very, very young when you when you got married. Was that just because that was what you did back then? One hundred percent. Yeah, because my mum got married and she was 18 as well. You know, that was kind of... My yeah, dance teacher happened.
2: said, you know, in this industry, it's better to be married to your partner. It's It's got a better ring to it, Sammy and Shirley Stopford, than Sammy ah. Stopford and Shirley Rich. So everybody got married back then. It, it just seemed the thing to do. We didn't even really court or date or go out on date nights. It, we got together because of the dancing. We got married. We had a competition the next day in Germany. You know, it was always about the dancing. So I think with Sammy, who's a good friend of mine, today but I think we missed out on the romance we we missed out on the dating the courting the getting to know you you know it was more pushed from another direction and and I'm sorry for that
0: but you know that's the way it goes <laughs> it's interesting isn't it mm. it's, a, it's a different it's a different relationship because right now you know you, you have found your soulmate which is fantastic which we which not all of us get to do
2: well, I never thought I'd meet somebody like Danny at my age. And I mean, let's face it, you know, who thought we would meet, I would meet Flesh Creep in Pantomime of Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> Is that what he was? That's who he played, Flesh Creep. Flesh Creep. <laughs> he was the baddie and I was the good fairy. He'd come on from stage right, I'd come on from stage left or whichever way round that, you know, they, they do it. But, um, and I still have him in my phone, it comes up as Flesh Creep, not as Danny. Oh,
0: brilliant. <laughs> A- absolutely brilliant. It's, it's great. But you need that and you two of you you can see it you know when you see the two of you out and about or any time you know if you've come in to talk to me and he's been there you can really tell you can really tell you're you're it's great it's 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 a good, good relationship and, and and everybody needs that. you you did have, you know you you didn't have the easiest of childhoods you know with with your mum having to work and and your dad had gone when you were tiny. Um, did you ever feel though, because you had this brilliant relationship with your mother, was did you ever feel there was a gap because your dad wasn't there? I don't think
2: I've ever felt a gap from a young child that he was not there. Of course he yeah. used to say he would pick us up on a on a Sunday or a certain day and he would never come and all that. But I mm-hmm. I, I never felt a void until I got older. And then you're around people that say, oh, you know, I'm daddy's girl or I'm this or my yeah. dad did this. Or my And I go back in my head and say, oh, my dad didn't do anything really for me. Do you know, not, not at all. I don't ever remember mm-hmm. him buying a pair of shoes or, mm-hmm. you know, saying I'll take her to that competition. Or I might be competing in Wales and I had no way of getting home. You know, it was those kinds of things. And, um, and he died recently. And there were some things that were unsaid. And for that, I'm, so, I'm sad, you know. Mm.
0: And yet with you, it seems to me that those kind of things happen to you and they make you stronger. They make you say, right, OK, I'm going to work harder and I'm, and, and I'm, I'm going to get I'm not going to let this in any way stop me from doing what I want to do. I don't think I
2: ever really quite felt like that. I, fe- I felt th- that watching my mother's work ethic I was, I was always a worker. If I was in school, I wanted to be the best. If I went to Brownies, I wanted to be first. You know, I always wanted to do good at what I was doing. And I think uh, watching my mother and being around my mother gave me that work ethic. I don't think I ever did it because he wasn't there and I wanted to strive to do this. I really felt it was because of the bond and the unit Mm. I had with my mum and my brother.
0: Yeah. And you, you mentioned your brother and, you know, again condolences because that's that must be the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life your brother taking his own life that's I honestly don't know how you deal with that you never get over that I guess you somehow learn to live with it in a way I don't I honestly don't know
2: well, you haven't really got a choice but to learn to live with it. Sure. And then, you know, a little bit of what's frustrating is when people say, oh, yes, I know how you feel. Well, unless you've mm-hmm. lost a loved one to suicide, no, you don't know how we feel and you don't know how we cope. So each person is different. And I and I think now, back then, you know, men's mental health was not talked about. And my brother was a big strapping fella on the housing estate, cat just kind he was a great brother but he would never share if if he felt down or was having a problem he didn't want to share and that's why I do so much for calm and men's mental health to encourage people that you must speak I didn't know anything about it I could if I knew what I knew now uh, and I could talk to my brother I really believe he would still be here today but we didn't have the tools my mother or myself we just didn't have the tools back then But, you know, I'm able to help other people and in some ways I do it. Everything I do from climbing Kilimanjaro to anything I do for the charity for men's mental health is always in the forefront is my brother. I'm doing it for him and for the mistakes I felt I made.
0: But like you said, it's difficult because those were different times. And we, I mean, it's still hard for for men of all ages, especially young men, still hard for them to, to talk about it really is and it's just and it's absolutely tragic but the but, more we
2: talk but, about it the more we talk exactly. about it and mm. the we, the more we share and the more we, we listen you know because I think we're in a society today where people don't really listen to people I mean truly listen they're so busy listening to themselves speak and and oh, what's my next thing to say that they're not really listening to what you have mm. to say
1: yeah,
0: yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I know so many people that are on sort of like transmit and not receive. <laughs> mm. They're constantly like this. And you're right. Just take a you know, take a breath, take it and, and actually genuinely listen to somebody. Because nobody knows what's going on in other people's lives, don't they know? No. They really don't.
2: I took some, I took, I mean, lockdown wasn't easy for me, but I mm. took some counselling during lockdown to help people that were in a worse position that were direct messaging me. I tried to answer as many as I could to be encouraging. There were so many people who just could not cope. So, I mean, I'm not a counsellor, so I wasn't giving out counsel information, but I was there to share and to, you know, put them in the right direction. And I think it takes all of us as a community and as a whole to really listen. You know, if somebody's showing a change in behaviour or suddenly doesn't talk to you like they used to talk to you, start to ask gentle questions, you know, and and help people. I just didn't do that with my brother. I'll get all emotional. Let me take a deep breath. You know, I didn't do that with my brother. And for that, I will carry that forever. Uh, That will always be in my heart, that I did not have the tools to help him. And I can only urge other people out there to truly listen to anybody who says they're feeling down, they're feeling low, or they go quiet, or there's so many signs if you research it. You know, and we can all help. We can all help, I believe.
0: Absolutely, Charlene. You're using, you know, what a legacy for your brother because you're using the position that you're in to actually properly help people I mean you you won't know how many lives have been saved by the work that you do because you you probably will never know that but what you will know is that 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 definitely will be the case
2: well my you know when I got the job pushed a little bit by my son he said to me you know you're already set as a woman you've done very well in your industry look at this job as a platform to help people. You know, I've chose the cancer because my mum had cancer. I chose a suicide because my brother committed suicide. You know, Alder Hay Children's Hospital is close to my heart. I've just been there. We've just built. Can, can I tell you? They are in the process of building the biggest unit for children's mental health between the ages of three and 13, where they can house and help people. I just went with my hard hat on. A <laughs> year ago, it was just... We just sat and talked about it. One year on, we've collected 2 million and the building is already on its way. And hopefully in one more year, people will be able to, you know, be using the facility. It is out of this world. It is the one of a kind and it will deal with mental health for the young children. I'm so proud to be been a part of that project, for sure.
0: That's amazing. It is. It absolutely is. And, you know, th- that age, especially now, you know, that, that age of children, they need they need to be helped as young as possible. You know, catch them as young as possible. Make sure Three, though. You know, I never
1: thought three was... Yeah, I guess. well... Yes, for sure.
2: It, there's telltale mm-hmm. signs, you know, and uh, that, and they've got an outpatient part and they've got an imp in- where the impatient people will be and they will stay there until hopefully can go into society when they hit teenage 16 17 whatever they can go and they won't need help because this hospital will give you the tools that you need to help you along your way I'm so proud that Strictly has given me a platform for the men's mental health for the cancer and for Alderhays Children's Hospital they're my three main charities that I I really do my best to work hard for
1: Um, So we end each episode by getting guests to tell us their biggest fail, regret and win. Um, Mm. So we will start with fail. And they don't have to be sad. They can be... Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything. They can be anything. What you... Yeah. For yourself.
2: Mm. Well, mine is really, isn't it? I think my biggest fail was not being educated enough for my brother when when he was so poorly. So I, I can't think that I've ever really... Of course, you have knocks down and you have to get up and keep moving. But, you know, I'm sad about that. And I'm sad about the two marriages that failed. You know, it's always a little bit. I always look at myself and think it's me. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I have to get educated. I have to be a better person. I never push it off on somebody else. So they're my fails and my regrets. I couldn't make those marriages work. And I was not there and not educated enough for my brother.
1: Hmm. So I'm not not saying
2: that in a sad way. I'm saying it's actually in a positive way. Do you know what I'm saying? That if you've got a loved one out there, get educated, read up. There's so much stuff now that we can learn.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, your win?
2: My biggest win, I would say, was winning the British Championships in 1983 and being written off in 84 by the whole industry without exception, and then fighting back to come back to win in 1995 and beating my ex-husband who had stayed in second or first place all those years. So that was my biggest win. It was a personal win. I'd been told I'd be nothing but a wallflower and you've got a child and you left Great Britain when we supported you. So no, you are not getting back in the industry. And I think that was my biggest win personally for myself.
0: Mm. Cracker. It's a very good win. That is a really sort of like, yep, told you so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i like that a lot <laughs> shirley what an absolute joy to talk to you honestly uh, thank you for everything that you've done over the years for the dance industry thank you for strictly thank you for cheering us all up and um, it really is uh, a, wee, a wee light in the darkness of winter isn't it <laughs> and it's like the build-up to christmas and lovely things um, and and it's just great to talk to you it really is thank you so so much thank you so much that thank you
2: both for inviting me it's been an absolute sheer pleasure to talk Aww. to Sue two, two beautiful strong women thank you
0: <laughs> and I hope your mum enjoys her wee uh, a wee stuke. Yes, that was fabulous <laughs> I loved that that was like real and gorgeous it was so sweet thank you thank you Shirley thank great you. to talk to you thank you so so much that was brilliant thank you